Welcome to Campus Talk, a public affairs show on Utah Tech Radio, addressing public issues in Washington County and Utah Tech University. Today's program is about student mental health with our special guest, Jonathan Morell. And now, on Utah Tech Radio, here's Kyle Marksberry with Campus Talk. Hello, my name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by Jonathan Morell, one of our wonderful advisors here at Utah Tech Campus. Um, and I know you work a lot with the special student services, and uh, so obviously you work with a lot of students, and my guess is you see a lot of student struggles. So uh, my question to you is, do you get a lot of students that notice you are struggling mentally, and do they come to you personally? Over the last five years, I've seen a rapid increase in the number of students that are suffering from mental health issues. Part of it is depression, part of it's anxiety, and then some you know, suicidal ideation or talking about suicide. And that's when I first started here, that was hardly ever an issue. And now I'm kind of surprised at how often it occurs. So what do you think is the cause for that jump in recent years? As I've watched this, it has increased, you know, incrementally Mm -hmm. with the use of social media and cell phones. And people now have this access to everybody that they know, and they see this stuff, and it's always on a comparison. And so when people have comparisons, they're comparing their worst traits with someone's strongest traits, mm-hmm. and that's never going to be in their favor. Also, people want to be seen and recognized, but they're not willing to go out and personally create connections that help with mental health issues. And loneliness is a big factor, and people just have friends. In my interpersonal communication class, we do an exercise where about in the middle of the semester when we have a pretty good idea of who is in the class, I have students, it's called our three-card assignment, where students will write anonymously three things that's going on in their lives that very few people know about. And so each student will write three things on their card and then turn it in anonymously, and then I will read them in class, and we'll talk about why they don't connect with people about things that they're struggling with. And I'm amazed at the amount of depression, anxiety, uh, attempted suicide, thoughts mm-hmm. of suicide, also um, abuse, whether it's you know physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. And as we go around the room and we talk about these things, People are ashamed to let each other know that we're human, even though we're suffering from the same things. And at the end of the class, as we do a synopsis about what we have learned about each other in the room and the things that we're all struggling with, they thought that it was just them that was going through this. But when I have a class of 25 and eight or nine of them have thought about suicide or some have even attempted suicide, that they all of a sudden say, I'm not alone. It's not just me. This is common with my peers, but I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to talk about it, and I don't know how to even bring it up with somebody. And I've had students come into my office and say, you know, I just want to die. Or, and I'll ask them, have you considered suicide? Yes. Have you thought about how you're going to do it? Yes. And at that point, mm-hmm. I walk them over to the wellness center or I pink slip them, which means that the Utah Tech police can come to my office and escort them down to the hospital for psychological help. And if that's what it takes to save a life, I'm going to do it. And they say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you just told me that this is something that you had considered and you actually had a plan on how to do it. 
Do you think, so do you think that jump would, could you contribute that to maybe just people being more comfortable talking about it? Because like you said, like the people anonymously will talk about it. Like, do you think it's always been a problem and it just jumped because it's more of a, like an accepted thing now? Do you know what, Kyle? That's a really good question. It is more accepted now. Mental health issues are widely talked about. It's like, I have diabetes. No one's ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've got asthma and nobody's ashamed of that because that's just a common you know, physical ailment, and now they're putting, you know, mental health issues in the same way as your physical health issues, and it's just a common part of being human. Mm-hmm. And I think it has gained greater acceptance over time to where people now it's okay to talk about it. But this generation is not a generation that wants to talk with each other. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's my communication's not done on my keyboard, then it's really not important communication. But I think you're right. I think because it's more widely accepted now that maybe it's more prevalent because people understand that I shouldn't be ashamed of this mm-hmm. because it's what a lot of us suffer with. I don't think there's a person on this planet that has never been depressed, never had anxiety, mm-hmm. never thought about what would the world be like if I was dad. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a common part of human nature. But the thing is, is when it envelops your life to the point that you no longer function as you could or should, then it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And have you seen, so the students that do come to you and talk about this type of stuff, have you seen, does that have a direct correlation with like what their grades look like and like how they do academically? Here's what I've seen when it comes to grades. Some students are more concerned about grades than they are about knowledge. And and I tell my students, you're here to gain knowledge. And the application of knowledge is wisdom. But to earn a grade, you're not necessarily getting knowledge. You're just going through the motions, jumping through the hoops to get a grade, to compile those grades to get a degree. But I want you to learn, because if you learn and you're interested in learning and serious about it, it changes the dynamics of their education. And so the students that come to see me, a lot of them, you know, I'm doing really poorly in class. I said, do you go to class every week? Well, not every time. Well, that means I seldom go to class. And then how do you read the textbook? Well, no, I just go to class and sometimes I take notes. And I says, this has got to be a full court press that you go to class every week. You go prepared to class. You read before class begins. You engage in discussions in class. You follow up with your instructor about what you talked about in class. It's a whole knowledge process. And they don't want to jump through all the hoops. They just want a grade. Mm -hmm. And when they're not getting the grade, then they're depressed and they blame people for what's not happening in their life right. And then it builds on other things. And then I had a student come in today and they didn't get a very good score on my test. And the first two questions I ask, you come to class every week, and I appreciate that. Do you read the textbook? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's an e-book, and it's on my phone, and it's really small, and I really don't. But what about a computer? Well, I don't have one that's very good in my – and so I'm thinking, so you're really not reading the text. Mm-hmm. And then you come to class not prepared for the discussion we're having. You don't know the vocabulary that I'm using on the quizzes and on the test. Therefore, you don't know exactly what I'm asking. Therefore, you're not doing well in my class, and then you're anxious about failing my class, and it just continues to build on all these things. And so I tell my class, my class is not that hard Mm -hmm. if you'll know the vocabulary, if you'll take time to read the text, and you come to class prepared for discussion. Because 
when we talk about these things openly in class and give examples on how these things apply to us, then it becomes relevant. And relevancy is a huge part of success in life. How does this apply to me? And if they can't draw that correlation, then there's a sense of anxiety, a sense of depression. You know, I'm not very smart. And, yeah, the cycle continues and continues. But I, I love it when students come in to talk to me about it, and I point this out to them. They say, okay, that makes sense. I never looked at it this way, that mm-hmm. learning is more than grades. It's my responsibility to make it applicable in my life. And in class, you know, we bring up scenarios and say, okay, what would you do in this situation? And I know the ones that have read because they understand the terminology I'm using. And so that makes it easy and they become more successful. And by the end of the semester, they've got it figured out. I need to read the text. Mm -hmm. I need to come prepared to class to learn. And then when Morel puts these, as they call it, trick questions in the test, Mm -hmm. I know what he's looking for. Mm -hmm. And so that has an aspect to do with their mental health because they start to understand how – I operate mm-hmm. and how they can be successful in this and then it doesn't create the anxiety and the depression because they don't know where we're going. Yeah, so yeah, I think cuz you're a very personable person, um especially cuz you're an advisor and you're a teacher, so I feel like it's easier to students to connect with you. Um so do you think like other teachers that don't necessarily connect with their students as much don't care as much about mental health or they don't like think about it as much? Wow, Kyle, these are really good questions and I think the majority of teachers here at Utah Tech really genuinely care about the success of their students. I think oftentimes more than the students care about their own success. Mm-hmm. I see teachers that, in a sense, bend over backwards for students to be successful, almost to the point of enabling them to where they don't need to be responsible. I'm one of these few instructors on campus that I will not accept late work. If it's not done the day it's due, mm-hmm. well, then no reason to think about turning it in because I'm not going to accept it. And one situation like that where, well, you know, I, I did, wasn't able to get to it. Well, that's a matter of time management. Mm-hmm. And so just get your assignment done, get it in on time, and then we'll go from there. But if they can't even get it in on time, then I know they're not engaged in their learning process. And so that creates anxiety in them. Well, I'm going to fail your class. Um, you may fail my class because here's the expectations that I have for your success, but it's not important enough for you to follow through. I set my perimeters and boundaries for you to be successful in my class, and I have students year after year after year nail the class with A's and a few B's and then some that just don't engage and get F's and then want me to fix it for them. Mm -hmm. Well, what can I do extra credit? I don't do extra credit. Why should I do more work because you choose not to do the work in the first place? Well, that means I'm going to fail your class. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And they want to blame it on me that they're not successful and I won't let it happen. I call them out. It <laughs> sounds like you. <laughs> it does. It does like me. So, like, what would you – so for these students that are struggling mentally, um, what would you suggest for them? Like, what what's a good thing for them to do? A lot of mental struggles come from just feeling their life's out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't have control of my life. Part of that deals with time management. Part of it deals with prioritization. Part of it deals with – what they want out of life. They want to have an absolute answer of where am I going, what am I going to do, and when there's no absolutes, then they feel like they have no control and that creates some anxiety and depression. Well, why am I even here? You know, when I went to college, I had no idea that the job that I am currently doing here at Utah Tech even existed. I had no, that was not even on my radar at all. And I've been here, I'm in my 35th year here at Utah Tech, 
And when I was a kid going to college and I got my degree in communications, public relations, it was never on my list that I want to be the director of TRIO, Student Support Services, at, at the time, Dixie College. And what do I need to do to get there? I had no idea, but I knew that my education would provide opportunities and a platform for me to be successful. And I didn't need to know what I was going to do because I knew I was preparing myself to take hold of opportunities when they presented themselves. And I think now a lot of the students I deal with, well, what am I going to do with that degree? And when people ask me, well, what do you do with a comm degree? And I said, whatever you want. It's mm -hmm. like the most versatile degree out there. It's a great degree because you're always going to be talking to people. You're always going to be communicating. You're always going to be writing. And so that's essential to the human condition. And every job's pretty much going to require those skills. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I've had a nice variety of skills, but the whole time I've been here at Utah Tech, it's communicating with students, gathering information, conveying information, and making sure students understand what their options are and opportunities mm -hmm. and how to move forward and help them provide a path for success. Wow. Okay. Um, kind of just some closing statements here. I was just curious, do you think the Booth Wellness Center genuinely helps people? Like when you send them there, do you think they come back better? If they do what they ask them to do, you know, they'll give them tips, they'll give them tools, but it's not going to be a one and done deal. It's not like, here, take this pill and you're fixed. Mm. Or you come once and we talk about it and you're going to walk away. Okay, yeah, that was great. Oh, I have no more problems. No, life is a process. And when you're dealing with mental health issues, it's not going to be one and done. It's going to be over a process when people understand why they're feeling the way they are, why they're anxious. And some of it can be chemical imbalance like diabetes mm -hmm. or other physical ailments. You know, brain chemistry is so complex and as you look at students who aren't eating regularly or they're not eating good food, they're not getting enough rest, they're not exercising, but yet they're wondering why they don't feel well, you know, physically and psychologically and emotionally, well, let's get some of these simple things done first. And it should help in the process, but there's no silver bullet that's going to take care of everything overnight. And it's going to take time. And I think I've watched a university here and a college here where we didn't have any mental health counseling at all mm -hmm. to the point now where we've got a number of therapists and the wait time is minuscule compared to what it was just a couple of years ago. So we've made amazing strides here at Utah Tech when it comes to addressing the, the needs of the students that we serve. And the best part about it, it's convenient, it can be pretty much anonymous, and if they would just do what's asked, and look at a possibilities of moving forward and realize it's not going to happen overnight, then, yeah, you're on a, a path that's going to create success and help students overcome some of the situations they're facing. So you think just gen, uh, like genuinely if a student were to actually trust the process and just stick with it instead of just uh, like expecting it to be fixed immediately, that would help them? Mm -hmm. I do. And I see a lot of students that want a quick fix. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to get on medication or I want to get off my medication or stuff like that. And I've seen students that say, you know, I'm just tired of making my, taking my medication. And I'm thinking, but your medication stabilized you to this point. Why would you want to risk changing that? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just a matter of doing what needs to be done and following the process and stay on a path. And it can work. And let's just be honest, mental health is complex. Mm -hmm. Every student's going to be unique in their mental health experience and what triggers certain episodes and what doesn't. 
what would trigger an episode for me? And I've, I've been in situations where I have had a, a, an anxiety attack, mm-hmm. and they're real, and it's crazy. And, you know, luckily I knew what it was. I knew it wasn't going to last forever. But in that moment it was like, wow, how am I going to deal with this? And, oh, my word, my world's coming to an end. And then I had some people around me say, hey, this is not life or death. This is a moment where you'll deal with it. We'll learn how to deal with it. We'll get you through it. And then like a couple of days later, it was like, wow, that was crazy, but we're fine. Yeah. And a lot of students, I call it, you get excited about something and they call it anxiety. Mm-hmm. And butterflies in my stomach, I don't call it anxiety. I call yeah. it kind of excitement. When I had to give a presentation and I knew that I wasn't prepared, yeah, I'd have more anxiety than if I was totally prepared and I knew I was going to nail it. But I was still excited and a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, there is some stress that is good for us mm-hmm. and helps motivate us to be better. And I wouldn't call that anxiety. I call it an excitement in learning how to be your best self and doing the best things rather than I'm paralyzed because I don't know what I'm going to do. Spot on. All right. Do you have any other final thoughts or? You know, I have a job that I love and I love working with students here at Utah Tech. And if I was going to give one piece of advice is you don't have to know everything to move forward. Make a choice, start on the path, and then watch where the path takes you because the path that you may be on may go in a different a different direction for you than you think it needs to be. And then don't get paralyzed by the process. Analysis, paralysis. I can't make a decision because I don't know what decision. There's good decisions, there's better decisions, and there's best. And you're going to learn from each one, and it's going to take you on a path. And so be prepared to learn from the decisions you make, the consequences you face, and from your mistakes. And don't realize it always has to work perfectly because it never will. That's my advice. Perfect. And on that note, thank you for joining us. My name is Kyle. You're joined by Jonathan Burrell. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to Campus Talk, a public affairs show on Utah Tech Radio, addressing student mental health with our special guest, Jonathan Morell. For more information about Jonathan Morell, go to utahtech.edu. You can also listen to a podcast of this and other shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and utahtechradio.com.